0: hey everybody i just uh wanted to give a shout out to our boy cody over at liberty minded medics he's doing this intro for us and sounds pretty damn good he uh does it all himself on the acoustic and apparently he's a pretty good instrumentalist so if you guys need any kind of audio input or anything like that uh give him a shout out at liberty minded medic on twitter uh he also does he does beard butter and stuff like that and he does woodworks he's all-around kind of guy, so jack of all trades. Give him a shout-out. I'm Lane. I'm Craig. And we're two drunk sailors solving all the world's problems.
1: And this is Ungoverned Sales.
0: I, we usually just kind of kind of go with the flow on it i'm gonna i'm gonna ask for for like a general overview of your naval career and uh, i guess i'll probably start with some, something that you actually enjoyed about it and something you fucking hate
1: and then something that i love
2: about the navy and something i hate fuck the love part's gonna be hard
1: yeah <laughs> the
2: people I you've met. Lucas talked talk about
0: it. And yeah, we, we immediately went to, I, I befriended people I would have never talked to in my life. You know, like, one of, <laughs> one of my good friends is, is uh, a black girl from New York and I guarantee you if I stayed in fucking southern Indiana, I never would have. <laughs> I never would yeah. have been friends with her. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to throw us in and we'll, uh, Let's go from there. Sounds good. Hi, uh, good afternoon, everybody. We're in episode five of Ungoverned Sales. Hopefully, by the time that we actually throw this up, we'll have the, uh, the new intro up. I want to thank my boy, uh, Liberty-minded Medic Cody, for taking care of that. We'll see how that goes. If not, you're getting the same shitty one. Then. You got to deal with it. <laughs> uh, I'm co-host Wayne Craig. Say hello. Hello, and uh, we, got, we got our buddy Caleb on today, and he's, he's going to give us a little bit of an overview of his uh, naval career and how much he enjoys it. Say hello to the people, Caleb. All right.
2: All right. Hello, everybody. Um, Caleb, I joined the Navy in 2013, uh, and I went straight to Myman A School, pretty much. I was supposed to be in Undez, but luckily I missed out on that fun adventure, Um <laughs> But no, I, uh, I then I served on board six minesweepers in the span of five years. I didn't and even know we had six minesweepers left. Yeah, oh, they're fucking dwindling. <laughs> um, but no, then I uh, then I went to shore duty finally after uh, almost six years of sea duty. Um, so, you know the one couple of things I like about the Navy, obviously the commodity uh, you aren't going to find it anywhere else, especially on. Small boys such as minesweepers, destroyers, cruisers, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the the one thing I don't really don't like though um, is you know, all the lying. <laughs> I guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, the false sense of hope. The the, <laughs> the the lie that things get better. <laughs> They it's do.
1: It sold <laughs> your dd two fourteen. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh like the you know, the age old lie that short duty's your break. Yeah. Got me. So are you planning on staying in or you're gonna get out? Uh I'm getting out actually. I just put in my precept paperwork uh last month. So I'll be getting out in fifteen months. That's awesome.
0: Uh, uh we kind of we kind of talked a little bit earlier on this, but just to, to double down on it, how did your leadership take the concept of you not being happy with your job
2: and? <laughs> the fun and um, the I mean, like the enlisted senior leadership, they were kind of like not too happy about it. It's the age old because uh, I mean, I made E six in six and a half years. I'm, I'm a I'm a golden boy in their eyes, so <laughs> they they look at me as a as a chief perspective and uh I'm, i just um i definitely when i joined the navy i had the goal i wanted to make master chief that was the end goal i think that's everybody's end goal when they join for the yeah. most part that's the um, only agreement in you for sure um but i just have become so disenfranchised that it's the navy itself is just not fun it's not um not what i expected i guess not the
1: stories you heard
2: yeah <laughs> uh, I was told I was told a lot of fun stories, a lot of um, adventures I'd be able to go do, and I just they've never materialized. Um, the The Navy leadership, I mean, as far as far as the enlisted, the senior enlisted leadership, they didn't take it too well. Um, just to double back on that, but my, I did have a a man to man talk with the with the skipper, and uh, he's he's the one who supported. Uh, me wanting to get out, uh, and oh. he totally was understanding. Um, but I don't think that goes for all khaki leadership for sure. But um, there, there was definitely people who supported it, and definitely people who, you know, obviously, it's. I mean, I wouldn't say it's their job, but I mean, the, you, I take fucking, yeah, you, t- you take a fucking yeah, you you take a six, year first class, and you don't try to keep them in. I guess that kind of looks bad on them in some kind of way. But um uh overall I think I've had pretty good support for the most part. Um yeah, I don't I don't think anybody's really gotten like mad or you know, told me I'm a piece of piece of crap for not wanting to stay
1: in. So No, you yeah. definitely are a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it has nothing to do with really your, your career motives in the Navy. <laughs> no, I just
2: it, it to me the the end goal isn't worth it anymore. Really, that's my, that was my big reasoning for getting out. For sure, um, I don't I don't want to be mentally drained by the time I'm thirty, and I'm already right. close to it. So fighting the bureaucracy every day you go to going to
0: work and, uh, yeah, mentally draining for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you uh, did you get any of the classic? Uh, you're never gonna find a job out there. That, that's what I got a lot of. It wasn't so um, much aggression but guilt trip
2: <laughs> I so I didn't really get it this time around because this isn't the first time I put in preset paperwork actually uh, the first time I put in preset paperwork I definitely got that a lot I think that comes uh, I think it's very common amongst C-duty for sure yeah. uh, Shore duty I, I think the mentality is a little bit different um, it, the op tempo isn't
1: as high but they make it seem like it is Yeah, um, we, we run into that here where they think yeah. our op tempo is important. Yeah. Oh,
2: exactly. And um, and then, obviously, you know, the age-old, like, years. It's just, I, I don't know really know how to describe it. Um, but I think I rose to the ranks too fast. <laughs> um, I wish I would have slowed down a little bit. You know, yeah. not not That's tried as hard.
1: Pretty <laughs> yeah, been more of a shit bag like the rest. Yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, uh, trust me, I've done my fair share of sketchy shit. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you're a my man. Uh, I've, only, I've only been to Mass three times, so you know. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, That's pretty busted good. down twice, so no shit. Uh, yeah, Dude, well, do I, mean, I don't know. If... on that. I feel like you can't just drop that bomb, uh, I mean, it's not really that exciting. Um, oh. So I, I got busted down from E3 to E2 uh, because of uh, ARI. Um, I was late to Liberty Muster. <laughs> and then following that, I went to Mast again for the same thing. So um, <laughs> I, I started out in the Navy like, as a piece of shit. Uh, somehow picked it up, though. Uh, but no, I made um, – after I went to mass twice uh, when I was at E3 and below, I got busted down to E2 both times, so I was in E2 twice, or three times, actually. Um, And uh, I made E4 first time, and it took me three years after that to make second, and then I made first first time up. Damn, Um, you made it first time up, huh?
1: Yeah. What was your quota the first time up? For
2: first, it was 15%. I made it first time up on that. I was incredibly lucky. Um, 15% is
0: pretty good, though, but, I'm, I mean,
2: that's... Not, that, not for my men. For my men, you got to... So, take this into perspective. Uh, the four cycles before that were 100%. <laughs> no so, that's, so I, I was discouraged when quotas came out. Not, not, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. 100%. But it was an old doc of mine that told me I made it. and I was like, hell yeah. I'll take the money. <laughs> that's cool. Well, wow, that's been my Navy career pretty much. Hundred percent to first, huh? That's that's insane. Well I mean only like eight people were taking the test, so that's <laughs> the the the, the glories of a small raid, I guess. Yeah. yeah, the issues
1: is anyone who was up to take first got out. Yep. hmm Very true story.
2: It's been a problem that's plagues the mime community to this day.
1: It's because Maiman are so run into the ground. Everyone's like, "Nope, fuck this."
2: Well, the the problem is, is the Monument don't get a break because they go, they they work their they work their asses off as c duty. You know, albeit uh, MCM, EOD, helos, uh, fucking even LCS guys. Um, better, and then they. Drag them even more into the dirt once they get the short duty, which is the problem I'm running into. Yeah.
0: Well, you just cut out there for a second. Yep. Yeah, there's Craig's back. What happened? I don't know. We
2: were doing fine.
1: Like mine, just like cut out. I heard nobody. I was like, all right, I'll just leave the recording and come back.
2: Uh. Uh-huh. So I think oh, what happened was was my phone. Uh, went to uh, sleep mode. So, <laughs> but yeah, no. It's I think the minimum rates just plagued. It it there's no chill. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, there really yeah. is none. Even even if you go to an out of rate um, position, like RDC recruiter, there is no chill. There's I mean, no chill for us. A hundred, you know, you
0: know, you're on a hundred percent of the time at, at those jobs. That wouldn't do that shit. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is for uh, for like our, our sister rate right? because I was an ET right. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's how it was for the FCS as well. They don't have shore duty because you know Navy doesn't have fucking missile launchers on the coast. So, uh, those poor bastards, unless they did recruiter or RDC or something like that or instructor, they didn't have normal chill, laid back shore duty billets. So they just mm-hmm. get the fuck out. And I mean. They're, they make six figures when they go work for Raytheon or some you know some missile company outside of the navy they're making double the money that they made while they are in mm-hmm. so i don't no, want yeah. them for- <laughs> no <laughs> i'm
1: working like half the hours. hours
2: yeah yeah oh yeah it it's it, and that was one of the other reasons why i decided to finally uh, pull the trigger and getting out was i can get paid more to not have to deal with as much stuff, um, yeah. Uh, I can actually live a, a pretty fucking um, free life uh, and not have to deal with this. Um, I'm a, I'm a strong, obviously a strong believer in the fact that yeah, you shouldn't make the, you shouldn't need the navy. The navy should need you. Um, mm. If they want to keep you in, they should work for it. Um, and you Ooh. know, for the minimum rate, I'm unfortunately. Uh, and any mimes that listen to this, uh, SRBs aren't coming back. So um, definitely consider all your possibilities before you pull the trigger on something. It's my biggest piece of advice to anybody out there. Yeah. Don't sure. close doors that don't need to be closed yet. That is faux so show.
0: So you're getting out. Uh, Lucas told me it, that there's not exactly uh, a whole lot of real world applications that come with the Marine jobs. So what's your, what's your game plan for getting out of uh,
2: we so, that out yet. <laughs> I think right now I've still got it in the works. Um, there's definitely a few possibilities for me. Uh, government level jobs is pretty much guaranteed for veterans. Yeah. Um, Uh, I definitely have considered working at the post office. Uh, It's not a bad job, despite what people might think. (laughs) Um, And then, lo and behold, I could find, you know, people I hated in the Navy, uh, find their packages and maybe throw them around a little bit. No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But, uh, yeah, the post office was one of my things that I considered any government job. um, uh, Because right now. I think my plan is to move to Ohio right now uh, and live with a buddy of mine uh, that's also my aunt Craig's friend.
1: Um, yeah, suck it, Lane. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rude. But uh,
2: and then I also got a job offer from uh, Craig's wife to be a manager, part-time manager at a restaurant. Uh, yeah. I do have I have restaurant work experience so I think that's also a possibility in the future for me. if you if you come to
0: my side of the border, you'll have to let me know. I'll, I'll get over there to meet you in, in person. <laughs> so the one that his wife works at is is close to uh, close to where I used to live. So. Oh, okay.
1: bro he's talking about living in my hometown.
0: Yeah, so I'm definitely going to get out there one of these days when you grow up and move out. (laughs) Blame the Navy for being so slow on paperwork.
2: (laughs) So, and I kind of came up with those plans pretty uh, recently, though. Um, Yeah. uh, My initial plan was to move back to Michigan and wing it. And I don't know if that's the best idea, uh, especially with how that economy is going up there right now. Yeah. Uh, Michigan's struggling. Yeah, it's not doing as hot right now. Um, I don't know what to attribute it to. You know, government policies, um, really piss poor infrastructure.
0: Like, she's like super neoliberal.
2: Yeah, very, very. <laughs> I mean, she freaking banned the sale of farm seeds, but let her husband go uh, fishing on the lake when it was during fucking lockdown. That's pretty wild, and I and I I come from a very rural area, so farming is like a big thing. Yeah, uh, and when you ban the sale of seed, that's that's affecting you know not only my way of life but the people around me, right? Uh, and all
0: the people that they provide for. Mm-hmm. That's some crazy ripple effects, but yeah, it doesn't seem like Ohio's government is uh, too intrusive. That's one of my favorite parts about living in Indiana is everybody just minds their own fucking business, and that you can't put a dollar value on that.
2: Mm. A little peace of mind, and privacy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Keep, keep
2: Big Brother out of my business. That's what I'm all yeah.
0: about. And you know, the, the southern states used to be that way. That used to be, like, the go-to. To go south mm-hmm. if, you want to, if you want to get away from government overreach. But it seems like like areas... Like you know, Georgia is, is practically gone blue at this point, especially with Atlanta spreading and growing like it is. Uh, mm. I got a friend who works out there, and, and he was he was telling me like uh, the the landscapes changed completely over the past like ten years. It's pretty much just like a urban blue environment now. It's that the the rural parts aren't even rural anymore. So, mm-hmm. so people are getting out of there And the, the parts that are still rural uh, They've gotten so poor That you don't want to live there Because you'll get stabbed by a meth head <laughs> 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 Luckily we haven't had a whole lot of that I mean there's, there's definitely still problems with, with drugs and things of that nature In Ohio and Indiana But uh, I, I just feel like it, It's a lot more peace of mind out here but yeah, you know, we got to do
2: with the cold ass winter. So that's you don't I like, like getting to... tennis
1: on a random Wednesday?
2: <laughs> no, if I wanted that, I'd go to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> go live in the fucking the hills, right? Yeah.
0: So yeah, but that, that that's cool that you're. uh you've made the decision that you want to get away from it. I mean, mm. that's, that's not a light one to be taken. No, Not many I, people have the balls to actually follow through with an early out shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to, you still got to work with those people for you know however long that takes to actually go through and them knowing that you're, you're saying, fuck you amount. Uh, sometimes that, that can turn sour. We we had oh, a guy yeah. that did that. And, uh, the chain of command—they just shit on him about it daily, and he was like, "Why the fuck do you think that I'm getting in love? It's literally this—I can't, mm-hmm. I can't make my own decisions without you guys shitting on it because it's not the decision that you would make that the Navy expects of me."
2: Mm-hmm. It's a joke. No, I, I I agree wholeheartedly on that one. Um, I've definitely have seen it, um, especially on the ship. It, it I think. I think just hands down the attitude uh, on sea duty—it's just more toxic. I guess is the best word for it. Toxic. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen you know stellar uh, stellar sailors uh, lose out on opportunities because they had decided to get out while they were still yep. on the ship, um, and I think I, I don't personally agree with it, but I it, I think honestly it's the nature of the beast sometimes, and I wish we the Navy would get away from that. Yeah. I think you see a lot
0: of uh a lot of upper enlisted just kind of get docile to the concept. That they're they're just like, Yeah, just being a C sucks. Like that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, a, well it doesn't have to be that way. You guys don't you don't have to be overbearing assholes all the time. No. but they, they just have this mentality of that's the way it's always been and I'm like, bro that's on you like you guys have the ability to change that it's, it's like they don't want to change that culture at all or if they do change the culture they're, they're changing it in the wrong way like uh so i was watching an episode of temple and he was talking about the the navy just did a or there was a whole study showing his, it was, they were talking about the navy uh, went woke and now it was now it's going broke so essentially, like, like the Navy is not able to hold their own and get shit done anymore because they're more focused on wokeism and shit like that as opposed to people just doing their job. So, so it, it's like they either do nothing or they go too far in the opposite direction. It's like, mm-hmm. there's no common sense being laid down by leadership.
1: No, and it's the, it's the same way with just everyday life in the Navy. It's always a knee-jerk reaction.
2: Yep. Absolutely. It's. Um, I think, uh, I mean, that goes hand in hand with the, what was it, a few months ago that the extremism thing, the training, you know, um, and then after going through that train, the mandatory training or whatever, uh, it seemed like it was if you're not um, politically correct all the time, then you're wrong. If you're if you have a different thinking than somebody, you're wrong. And you it's, the, it, it's the, <laughs> it, the military is taking the opinions away from people. And uh, in turn, it's it what was it the the military is the only socialist construct that defends democracy. And yeah. it couldn't be more truer in that sense, because now you're taking not only, you know, civil liberties that are still afforded to us. Yeah, um, and then they hide it behind the whole. Well, you're in the military; you do what you're told. Um, they basically hide it behind socialism. <laughs> um, but I mean, obviously, socialist ideals. I wouldn't say the military itself is socialist, but yeah,
0: it definitely. It's, just,
2: it's it's weird. I don't know,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I just don't understand why there's been such a, a large push for the the extremism training, and it, it directly came after the whole January sixth uh, shit show, all, all of that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know about how they pushed it to y'all, but they it was almost exclusively if you're anything right wing leaning in any way shape or form, which mm-hmm. you know I I, I consider myself uh, like kind kind of a anarchist. We're, we're libertarian, but you know we follow NCAP cap ideals. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's that's not even really right leaning. It's just independence like that's it but like they act like like that mindset is make makes you like a domestic terrorist or something Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's just like they've they've gone so far to to the opposite side with it that if you don't follow you know like the current political regime that's in office then you're you're an enemy of and like you you can't keep that kind of mindset going consistently Because you're eventually going to reach a point where people, if you you don't vote for the right person, and then the the next political party comes in office, they're going to be like, oh, no, we got to get rid of all the guys that voted for
2: him. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can already see that with the last election. Yeah. Uh, Just the the influx of, um, obviously, allegations towards people that are known, uh, you know, not only uh, Republicans or conservatives, uh, mind you, um, but also libertarians too. Libertarians get a really broad deal uh, from the left. The left kind of just jumps everybody together. And uh, I don't really, myself. Hello? Oh, man.
0: Cut out for just, just a second. Could you uh, could you repeat what you said the last like five seconds?
2: Uh, so I'm I was just saying how the how the the independents and the conservatives they get the raw deal, and the left is just smothering everybody together. Yeah, and all they're doing is basically alienating half the half the U.S. Calling us, you know, not only racist because we don't racist bigots. Uh, people who have no empathy, uh, when it, in all reality, it's all it really is is just we have a different opinion. We look at things in a different way. Um, but the left doesn't obviously see it that way. Um, and I think that's not only that, but the left is what's pushing a lot of these policies in the military today. Uh, that Absolutely. extremism training was pushed by Vice President uh, Kamala Harris. So yeah, um, not only... It, it's wild that the military is just becoming um, a weapon for the political parties instead of becoming a weapon for the people of the United States. And that's kind Correct. of the issue I think we're, we're running into a lot uh, with that. Well, I think that's kind of where, where they're heading on purpose. You're seeing the parties
0: do that because I think they have the mindset of if we get the military on our side, When shit hits the fan between the two parties, whoever's got the military backing is going to be the party that comes out
2: on top of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go. So I I was going to say, and you you can. It's that's kind of been evident in past elections as well. Like, look at uh, the Bush era, uh, heavily backed by the military. Um and I think that's one thing that it should be to his reelection. And um uh definitely uh President Obama as well. Um he definitely had military support uh after the first four years and then he didn't have it after. Um I think it's definitely being used as a as a political tool and that's something I kinda disagree with, um, you know, morally wise. I don't I think we should be used as a tool to fight for the Americans, not just for half the Americans
0: right right it should be for, for the collective people like like that's the whole concept here is is that the two parties come together in an agreement on when we go to war and and things of that nature I mean, whenever we should be taking uh, action against other countries and operating on a global scale that should be the voice of the country as a whole not a voice of an individual party mm-hmm. and it scares me that it that it can just violently swing one way or the other like that yeah and i I think another thing that bothers me is uh t- so so you know the concept of Congress has to enact war, right? hmm Yeah, like Congress has to vote on it, and it has to go through them on whether or not we go to war. The president doesn't say whether or not we're going to war. He can encourage them to, but he doesn't actually have the point uh,
1: mm. Oh, yep. there's Craig. <laughs> Chris called. Blake was going to bed.
0: Oh, no, well, we're still recording, so I will mute that out. Um, so anyway, what, what, what we were just explaining, Lucas, is we were talking about, uh, about the military being, being pushed left, and it was, it was kind of pushed right under Trump's era and about how uh, the military has to shift to whichever regime is in office. And that's not the point of the military at all. They shouldn't be party-based. They should just be do- doing the will of the collective people. <clears throat> but I-, I was just talking about how Congress has to enact whenever we go to war, right? Right. So, so if, if Congress is making a decision whether or not we go to war, why in the hell does the president have the ability to say, uh, I'm going to bomb this country and enact itself self-defense? which is something that they, they've been doing. That's, Trump did it too. He's, he's, he's not free of uh, guilt in this, but they're, they're doing that. They're using that political ideology to get around having to get the two parties to work together. That way, whoever the president is or whoever's in uh, seat of power can just be like, oh, no, we're bombing them, but it's in self-defense, so it's not an act of war, which is what happened when you know Trump blew up that jet that had that the, was it an I- Iranian general on it? Yeah. Kassam uh, yeah.
2: Soleimani that yes. his name was.
0: So, so like, how does he have the ability to do something like that that by all standards would be considered an act of war and then just fucking throw his hands up in the air and be like, no, nah, I was in self-defense. Bro, mm. that's the other side of the planet. <laughs> That is not, it's no longer, that would be like, that would be like me uh, going to a drug dealer's house and shooting him and being like, oh, I was just worried that he was going to rob me. <laughs> 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 what? That, what is your self-defense claim here? That, that, that's off the wall. And, you know, Biden's doing the same thing. He's out there, he's out there bombing the shit out of different Afghani back bases or uh, Iranian back bases in Afghanistan and Syria, knowing that it's going to piss the Iranians off. It would piss us off if, you know, w- the Iranian government bombed uh, U.S. Uh, base uh, in, uh, in, like, Morocco or wherever we got bases in Africa or some shit. So why, why is it okay for us to do that, but it's not okay for them to do that? That's just two-faced policy. To me. And it, mm-hmm. it's disgusting to, me see, to see other, either-or, political groups using it and then shitting on the other one for doing it. You know? It's,
1: it's the old age um, saying, do as I say, not as I do. For sure.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. They want to act like the, the U.S. is supposed to be the role model of the, of the world. And uh, we're over here acting like children. <laughs> it's we're kind of like what it feels like. We're, um, <laughs> we're
1: playground bullies.
2: Yeah, pretty much. It's very pretty uh, accurate. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> all all the Middle Eastern countries are like that quadriplegic people person that gets made fun of because mm-hmm. he can't like kickball. <laughs> So it's like their, uh, <laughs> <candidate. Yeah. laughs>
2: It is this ironic how like you know during like uh the Obama era we were the we were the the, the sandbox bullies but we were giving the fucking kids we were bullying the lunch money instead of us taking their lunch money it was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I kicked your ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's reparations. <laughs> Here's a stack of money and guns. <laughs> dude it, 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 it's nuts over there right now with with the different groups that we're fighting backing and stuff like that like as of right now like like the bombing in Yemen and stuff like that we're backing or we're defending al-qaeda based groups and fighting against the Yemen rebels and shit like that like bro weren't we just fighting them like five years ago mm-hmm <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. it. I, can't
0: even, I can't even stand to like watch the news and see what, what the military industrial complex is doing because like it, it it's bipolar as hell it changes day to day every day yeah <laughs> I can't even keep track of who we're fighting I couldn't keep a track of who we were bombing when we were on deployment in 5th in fleet like I didn't know who we were blowing up and they're like it's ISIS and then I'm like oh okay and then <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, what group of ISIS? And they're like, yeah, you know ISIS. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, you know, it's like a collective of Islamic states, right? Like, that's a bunch of different groups. And they're like, well, you know, the whole the whole group's getting it. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So nobody can give me a straightforward answer. You don't know who we're up.
1: We're not segregating. It's just them. You know, the brown people, <laughs> <laughs> the people in sweatpants, cowboy boots, and sandals. Yeah, <laughs> you're laughing because you know that's an accurate representation. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know. reminds me of all those dock workers, well, <laughs> their only English is my bus, my bus, genuine fate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, what? You gotta fill me in on this. We don't, don't get me wrong, when our carrier pulled them, we used the dock workers, but we didn't speak to them. I didn't treat them like real people.
2: <laughs> oh and small boys you kinda have to. <laughs> they keep the they keep the ships running somehow. We don't even know how. Yeah. And... Some fucking voodoo magic. I oh, don't I have no idea what they do. No. <laughs> take two you take two steps right outside the base and it's sunglass salesman, Rolex salesman. Oh, man. They're everywhere. Perfume. Oh, yeah. Definitely perfume. Well, fake, fake fake, gold. Fake gold. <laughs> Uh-oh. It says
1: he this left.
0: Was, yeah, we lost him. This has been crazy. I don't know. I'm going to pause it at 41
1: i was just gonna. Oh, there we are.
0: All right, we're back. All right.
1: Yeah, that was my bad.
2: I accidentally closed it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was telling you, man. Anchor
0: is a great app, but it does some weird, random shit where it just like ew, randomly closes out on you, whatnot. Whatever. All right, we're back. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna edit that like 20 or 30 seconds. Uh, look, I don't remember where we were going.
2: But All right. we, oh,
1: we we were talking about um. My boss, genuine fake.
2: Genuine fake boss. Genuine fake. Oakleys, real Oakleys.
1: Look at. <laughs> and they, oh. yeah. So they, they would look like Oakleys that you would find in a gas station for five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> or you'd see perfume bottles that were in like Pepsi cans. It's <laughs> not <laughs> <Is that> wrong. <laughs>
0: uh. No, no. no. I, I completely believe it. When I when I was in Greece, I bought some ray bars. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we were all calling it. And they, they literally said ray bars on them, but it was just funny to us because it was you know, like it sounds like some Middle Eastern offering shit and it was. It was always like some, some Middle Eastern dude in Greece on, on the street. He's like, You buy genuine looking ray ban I'm like, Yeah, no that- those look like shit, dude. But I need a pair, so yeah. <laughs> Drop me, boss. Mm.
1: You caught me in a tight spot, uh, tight spot, boss. I kind of need a pair.
0: Yeah. <laughs> need some fucking Ray <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the best looking Ray bars you got there, bud?
0: Right, yeah. I do I still got them. I still got them in my truck. I remember. them <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey man, Whatever. for. For five BD, man. Those sunglasses were good, all right? <laughs> yep. You're not wrong. Shit, you probably even talked them down to selling them for like two, two, three BD. Oh, Dude, I, I haggled with
0: every vendor I went to when we were overseas, and like, it was like embarrassing my, my group that I was with. <laughs> like, I was doing it with like food and shit like that, you know, like, especially in like Israel. They're like, yeah, no, that, that, that'll be it, Schmeckles. I was like, I've only got five. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I only got five. Is that fine? And like, uh, okay. And it's so I weird. do that. Like, and then they'll be like, you only had five? You only have five of the Schmeckles left? And I'm like, no, no, I had like 30. But. <laughs> the U.S. is the
1: only place that doesn't allow like haggling. And I, yeah. don't, I don't understand it. Like, Every other place I've been to, it's okay to haggle the price.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure, I you think can can go, go to the grocery store here.
0: Like when you yeah. go to Target, just be like, ah, I'm, I'm going to go 40 bucks, not 60.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I want this knickknack for my shelf. I'm only
1: going to pay five. <laughs> All right, sir. Your new TV will be $1,000. Uh, I'm thinking more four. Four hundred. <laughs> Work wow. with me here. <laughs> give me your best price.
2: <laughs> I think that's for the exact reason why I don't want bar. <laughs> you have some high school students like here, take
1: it. I don't give a fuck. It's not mine. Mm.
2: <laughs> that's why I like those flea markets, man. Bar up a store
0: do We have a shitload of those in like northern Indiana. It's like a Shipshiwana like flea markets and shit.
1: Shipshawana, man.
0: Yep. Yep. I've only been up there a couple times. It was a little but it was it was always a good time, kinda cool. Like a fucking circus of weird people. <laughs> oh man.
2: It's always a trip. That's why you always plan out going to the flea market, right? Yep.
0: Make, make a fucking can, day out of it. Trip. Like, I should just take some acid and go to the flea market. <laughs> just people watch. <laughs>
2: the fuck going to Walmart. I'm going to the fucking flea market. <laughs> Dude, do that and go to a fucking auction. Oh, yeah.
0: it would be a good thing. I've never been to, like... Have you, ever, have you guys ever went to, like, a genuine auction? I went to car auctions before, but I've never went to, like... Just an all-out auction. Yeah, so, I went
1: to one uh, when I was home last. Oh, no. I got a brand-new driver Cat- for my golf set. Five bucks. Still had the plastic on it. Guess the brand.
2: Mm. Walmart brand, probably. Knowing KitchenAid. <laughs> <laughs> right back to the genuine fake. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? Five bucks I don't give a shit if I break this. <laughs> Uh, I've never been to an auction per like that but I've been to um the storage unit auctions. Oh those cool. those get wild. People start getting aggressive. I I really <laughs> want to go to one of those at least once. Oh dude, it's it's fun. Especially if you're drunk. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's fun just to go there. I don't uh, the last one I went to cuz I've been to 3 of them. And the last one I went to was when I was home uh the last time, which was in two thousand nineteen um and it's fun just to sit there and not buy the unit but watch other people bid way too high on units and get nothing <laughs> out of it. Watch make it's, it's like them. it's like watching storage wars, but right in front of you. <laughs> Amazing. The look, the look of disappointment on people who spend way too much of their money is—it's
0: it, unlike it's like anything. Old blankets yeah. and shit. <laughs> it sounds started. like we need
1: to make a trip out of this at some point. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: we get a van. Yeah,
1: just the... leave us going to a storage war and pay some people off. I'll buy the I'll buy the tequila. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 we'll make a day out of it.
0: A couple roadies
2: before you get there, so you can get lubed up for the for the auction. Just start, just start high bidding on things you know people want. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to <laughs> just start inflating that shit. <laughs> That's
0: amazing.
1: See, what you got to do, you do is you got to go with with a fake ID so they can't track you.
0: Right, naturally.
2: <laughs>
0: this is what we'd get our fake IDs for. <laughs> it's, it's fuck,
2: fuck buying alcohol at the age of 18. I want it for storage wars.
1: I'm not here to troll storage. Yes. You, your name's McLovin? Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you have a last name? Nope. <laughs> Just McLovin.
0: My parents didn't love me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I may or may not be a bastard. <laughs> No one's claimed me. <laughs> Do you uh, want to be my poppy? Um,
0: <laughs> I, so, I hate that bad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of inflation of prices and shit like that, did you guys hear that the uh, the inflation for the month of June for, for the US dollar went up 5.4% Ooh. the highest <sighs> Highest jump and since like the two thousand what was it two thousand eight market crash.
1: You'll mm. have to see it. So
2: that's the market
1: crash. Here, Here come all the bankruptcies from the <laughs> housing market.
2: Gallon of milk is what ten bucks. That's how they uh. <laughs> that's how they judge inflation, right? Gallons of milk. Yeah. <laughs> Eggs or something like that. I don't know. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Bitcoin. Just blame Bitcoin. (laughs) I think that's what everybody's doing now. They're blaming it all on Bitcoin instead of their piss poor judgment in the stock market.
1: (laughs) Okay, so with with talking about inflation, what would you guys do if tomorrow you woke up and gas was nine bucks a gallon?
2: Move into the mountains. (laughs) Well, uh, not, nine bucks a gallon? That's theft. That's <laughs> uh,
1: definitely uh, moving. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they, um,
1: they just set the price. Nine bucks a gallon across the country. Mm, I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. Buy a Prius. <laughs>
2: <sighs> oh, fuck, that's... Well, I mean, you think about it. that's gonna drive across everything. everything's gonna go up' Cause America runs on gas, not Duncan. <laughs>
1: so is Lane here? I don't know. <laughs> He's been awfully quiet. all right, seventeen minutes on mine. I'm like what 10. I'm here. Oh, oh what
0: <laughs> <laughs> My phone went. Silent. I don't know what that was about. It was yeah, man, I
1: was talking, about...
0: talking to you the whole time too. <laughs> you feel terrible about the things I was saying. That's... I was going back to your childhood, the way you were
1: raised.
2: <laughs> he's really, he's really hitting below the belt. I wish you could do that with his mouth. Whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But I, I, was, I was talking to y'all, and you guys kept, kept like just talking right over me. And I was like, <laughs> <you> <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's
2: funny. Uh, nine bucks a gallon for gas. Yeah, no, thank you.
1: Yeah, Lane, what would you do if tomorrow you woke up and gas was nine bucks a gallon across the country?
0: I, I said I would buy a bicycle and maybe a ski mask. for.
2: <laughs> for no it's okay, because the police won't be able to afford gas at that point either. So Right, that's the goal. As long as they can <laughs> afford gas, the playing field's even. You gotta catch me on
0: foot,
1: boy. I'm fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> Got me a fucking hey. huffy. I'm
0: fucking confident I can outrun most cops, especially where I'm at now, dude. I'm in the city, and they're all just fucking fat and look like shit. Pretty much everyone that I've seen out here. It, it's a little bit nerve-wracking because I'm like, so, so you know, if shit hits the fan, I'm supposed to call you to come and protect me? Like, <laughs> are you sure, bro? Are you gonna Are you going to make it? you get hyped up and have a fucking heart attack on the way over here and crash into another car just created another emergency (laughs) oh man (laughs) oh that's
2: right gotta jump on the old huffy (laughs) (laughs) yeah Call to work. Tell him it'll be a little late today.
1: Go ahead and hop
2: on the handlebars. <laughs> a cart full. Put the basket on the front. <laughs> right on the pegs.
1: Make pegs great again. You said
0: make pegging great
1: again?
2: <laughs>
1: Take that as you will.
0: I don't remember saying that, but... I believe you'd you'd follow suit. You'd vote for him again
1: uh, if he may, if he was running on pegging. I probably would.
0: Yeah, boy he ain't running on Duncan. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What, what's the next subject we were going to cover here? I have we went idea. we went way off the rails here. <laughs> well, a little our, bit. Two topics pat, for huh?
1: today were COVID response in the military
0: yeah yeah we're not there. we're not there <laughs> <laughs>
2: so,
1: so yeah,
0: yeah, rain in so we can pretend to have like a real people podcast uh <laughs> caleb how uh how are you are you on shore
2: duty right now or about yeah 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 I'm not sure
0: how did your shore duty handle the covid response did you guys uh did you guys pretty much stop coming to work except for duty like everybody else?
2: No, actually, it was quite the opposite. I felt like I was working more. No shit. Um, yeah. Um, but no, so their, their first idea was to go to shift work, you know, day on, day off. Right. Typical shifts. Uh, and that was not working uh, with the workload that they were trying to put on us. And then they were like, well, we're going to do half day shifts. So one team works the morning, one team works the afternoon. That's obviously the, the the problem with that is, is you got to think pe- not only people have families uh appointments stuff like that and then you run into some pr- productivity issues obviously um yeah. but uh, I will say the the half the morning and night shift obviously I think worked more effectively than day on day off uh it seemed like a lot of miscommunications and stuff like that but I think that just might be where I was at um <laughs> but (laughs) yeah oh yeah definitely too so as soon as we hit shift work it was like the give a fucks were low from everybody um and of course i get stuck with the section with you know all the khakis in it (laughs) but uh, no i wasn't uh i don't i think the shift work was just a little stupid um, I, think, um, I think, obviously, going back on what we were talking about earlier, the, the military um, reacted, were very reactive to COVID instead Dangerous, of proactive. Yeah. Um, they, I, don't, I don't think they really taught, like, good hygiene measures, um, sanitation, um, obviously, uh, you know, social distancing. I, I mean, I understand it. The mask, I get it. Um, as much as I disagree with the mask, uh, I, I understand why they were a thing. Um, yeah, I think, I think with the military-wise, it just took too fucking long to actually develop a plan. And the, I think the biggest part of that is that there was no uniformity. There, there was no standard rule. And so it, they were just doing it based off installations, which uh, different yeah. installations have different rules. <clears throat> and definitely here in Japan, it's very different than it was in the States. I wasn't allowed to go hardly anywhere at the beginning of COVID. Um, We still can't go to bars. We still can't go to um, arcades. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Even like with most of Japan being um, green, we still really weren't allowed to do a lot of things. Did they actually make you
0: sign a a page 13
2: for that? Oh, we did.
0: And immediately ignored it.
2: I cannot tell you how many times, how many page 13s I've signed. Every new policy comes out, new page 13, every yep. freaking time.
0: Absolutely. Um, As if, like, you signing that document is gonna like make a difference. Literally, the yep. only point to that shit is accountability.
2: So, they can slap you in the face with it, yep. <laughs> you fuck up out and down. <laughs> you yep. page page 13 is just basically a blame shifter, is all it is. Absolutely. Um, Takes all blame away from the khakis, puts it on the lower enlisted. It's, it's, it's a tool to keep us
1: in line. <laughs> That's the uh, definition of not my problem.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, now Japan's been weird though, uh, and when it comes to COVID, uh, obviously the 2020 Olympics got postponed a year, and then they tried to do it again, and recently, as of yesterday, all. Of-
0: Well, what
2: happened there? This shit is gay. I am back. (laughs) (laughs) This shit's gay. So I realized that every five minutes my phone likes to lock. So that was the reason why I kept getting muted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I went ahead and turned that off. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right sorry everybody we're back i know this episode has been botched but still good content mostly. Hey, sh- voice one here. makes up for it
2: it hey, show, shows effort right that's what it's all about
0: that's right <laughs> i don't even remember where we're going with that well i guess uh i guess we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up uh Caleb, I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us your, your two cents on everything that uh, you got to enjoy about the Navy.
2: Uh, good. Good, good hearing good. experience from other other sailors that have gone through. Well, thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure.
1: We will definitely have to have you on again at some point.
2: Oh, I sure. would definitely come back. Uh, As long as the schedule permits. Uh, But I'm more than, I'd be more than happy to come back. Sounds good.
0: Look at you guys in the plug or add or... Yeah, fuck Hmm? you, (laughs) Wayne. I'm okay. I (laughs) mean, I'll take it. All right, let's go fucking stack some bodies on Warzone. Let's get it. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Have a good night. Later, you